Good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares, our program here every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time from the studios here at Gethsemane Global Radio in Lexington, South Carolina. I want to thank you for joining me this morning. Pastor Williamson is in Washington, D.C. today. Trust that uh, the Lord is blessing him and his meeting with many of our legislators uh, in the, uh, this week, and we trust that the Lord is using him greatly to minister uh, the Word of God there and in prayer with those in our Congress. Well, again, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. I want to uh, continue in a series that I have begun some months or two ago, uh, dealing with missionaries from the past and those that gave themselves unto the Lord. And this morning, I want to deal with a gentleman by the name of George Mueller. Mr. Mueller was a man that was uh, born in Prussia in 1805, and this man was instrumental in being used to establish orphanages in the town of Bristol, England in the 1800s. Uh, the founder of the Ashley Down Orphanage in Bristol, England was this man, George Mueller. In his young manhood, he lived a godless life, but at the age of 21, he was converted unto the Lord. Shortly afterwards, he came to England, bringing with him no letters of introduction, no money, no name, or any recommendations, only a very imperfect knowledge of the English language. It says, what then did he bring with him? And the answer was, he brought God with him. And during the course of his time there in his early days in Bristol, he saw the need for an orphanage. And to this day, here in March of 2023, those orphanages still stand today as a testimony of the grace of God and the hearing of the prayers of his servant. And I wanted to bring to your attention this morning, I'm reading from a book entitled Answers to Prayer written by George Mueller, and these are excerpts from his personal diary. And I wanted to highlight several of these incidents this morning that deal directly with the orphanages and what God did in establishing these orphanages. Mr. Mueller himself said that the orphans were the benefactors of these orphanages, but he said the real reason and why he started this and why it was so laid on his heart was that men could see that, number one, there was a true and living God that could answer prayer. 
And number two, that his answers would come because of not him broadcasting or letting everybody know of the needs of the orphanages, but rather that he not mention them to anyone but unto the Lord. And as a result of this means of how he went about the ministry of these orphanages, many thousands of lives were touched, not just in the physical ministry, but also in the, phys- in the spiritual aspect of answering prayers from the Lord and God's answers that strengthen not only his faith, but many, many that heard of what had gone on with regard to these orphanages. I'm going to start in one of these sections here this morning, and it's called Mr. Mueller's First Orphan House, and the date is January the 25th, 1847. And he writes, the season of the year is now approaching when building may be begun. Therefore, with increased earnestness, I have given myself unto prayer, importuning the Lord that he would be pleased to appear on our behalf and speedily send the remainder of the amount which is required. And by the way, this is for the first orphan house. And when the Lord will give me all that which is requisite for commencing the building, all the various arguments which I have often brought before God, I brought also again this morning before him. It is now 14 months and three weeks since day by day I have uttered my petitions to God on behalf of this work. I rose from my knees this morning in full confidence not only that God could, but also would send the means, and that soon. Never during all these 14 months and three weeks have I had the least doubt that I should have all that which is requisite. And now, dear believing reader, rejoice and praise with me. About an hour after I had prayed thus, there was given to me the sum of 2,000 pounds for the building fund. Thus, I have received altogether 9,285 pounds toward this work. I cannot describe the joy I had in God when I received this donation. It must be known from experience in order to be felt. 447 days I have had day by day to wait upon God before the sum reached the above amount. How great is the blessing which the soul obtains by trusting in God and by patiently waiting. Is it not manifest how precious it is to carry on God's work in this way, even with regard to the obtaining of means And he writes here, the total amount which came in for the building fund was 15,784 pounds, which he says was enough to commence the building of the first orphan house there in Bristol, England. I now want to advance to orphan houses number two and three. 
And this is dated March the 12th, 1862. He said it was in November of 1850 that my mind became exercised about enlarging the orphan work from 300 orphans to 1,000 and subsequently to 1,150. And it was in June 1851 that this my purpose became known, having kept it secret for more than seven months while day by day praying about it. From the end of November 1850 to this day, March 12th, 1862. Now bear in mind that's 12 years. Not one single day has been allowed to pass without this contemplated enlargement being brought before God in prayer and generally more than once a day. But only now, this day, the new orphan house number three was so far advanced that it could be opened. Observe then first, esteemed reader, how long it may be before a full answer to our prayers, even to thousands and tens of thousands of prayers, is granted. Yea, though those prayers may be believing prayers, earnest prayers, and offered up in the name of the Lord Jesus, and though we may only, for the sake of the honor of our Lord, desire the answer, for I did, by the grace of God, without the least doubt and wavering look for more than 11 years for the full answer. And I sought only in this matter the glory of God. I now want to go to a third section here that deals with the orphanages. And I want you to bear in mind as you're listening to these that every day there were needs of the orphanages and for the orphans themselves, for their supply of food, clothing, and every matter that you can probably imagine that was needed by these orphanages to clothe and feed and succor these children. This next section deals with praying daily for helpers. And he writes, as in the case of orphan house number two, so also in the case of the new orphan house number three, I had daily prayed for the needed help and assistance for the various departments. Before a stone was laid, I began to pray for this. And as the building progressed, I continued day by day to bring this matter before God feeling assured that as in everything else, so in this particular also, he would graciously be pleased to appear on our behalf and help us as the whole work is intended for his honor and glory. At last the time was near when the house could be opened and the time therefore near when the applications which had been made in writing during more than two years previously, should be considered for the filling up of the various posts. It now, however, was found that whilst there had been about 50 applications made 
for the various situations, some places could not be filled up because either the individuals who had applied for them were married or were on examination found unsuitable. This was no small trial of faith. For day by day, for years, had I asked God to help me in this particular, even as he had done in the case of the new orphan house, number two, I had also expected help, confidently expected help, and yet now when help seemed needed, it was wanting. What was now to be done, dear reader? Would it have been right to charge God with unfaithfulness? Would it have been right to distrust him? Would it have been right to say it is useless to pray? By no means. This, on the contrary, I did. Mr. Mueller writes, I thanked God for all the help he had given me in connection with the whole of the enlargement. I thanked him for enabling me to overcome so many and such great difficulties. I thanked him for the helpers he had given me for orphan house number two. I thanked him also for the helpers he had given me already for number three. And instead of distrusting God, I looked upon this delay of the full answer to prayer only as a trial of faith and therefore resolved that instead of praying once a day with my dear wife about this matter, as we had been doing day by day for years, we should now meet daily three times to bring this before God. I also brought the matter before the whole staff of my helpers in the work requesting their prayers. Thus, I have now continued for about four months longer in prayer, day by day calling upon God three times on account of this need. And the result has been that one helper after the other has been given without the help coming too late or the work getting into confusion or the reception of the children being hindered. And I'm fully assured that the few who are yet needed will also be found when they are really required. My friend, I don't know about you, but that is such a testimony in the particulars of this orphanage and the daily operations and how Mr. George Mueller daily prayed year after year for the particular needs of this work. And again, I, I made mention of it earlier in the broadcast, but it is certainly a good and great testimony, not only to the workers there, to the faith of those that work there, and to Mr. Mueller and his wife themselves, but also to the outside world who got to witness the operation of this of this orphanage and how that God certainly answered prayer. I want to go to one more instance in uh, the history of this particular ministry in Bristol, England with George Mueller. And this particular event uh, is quite interesting in the sense that God absolutely heard this man's cry 
not only for the needs, but also control the very environment in which it was accomplished. And I want you to pay particular attention to this uh, event that occurred. It occurred in November of 1857. And here's Mr. Mueller's words from his diary concerning it. He writes, it was towards the end of November of 1857 when I was most unexpectedly informed that the boiler of our heating apparatus at Orphan House Number 1 leaked very considerably so that it was impossible to go through the winter with such a leak. Our heating apparatus consists of a large cylinder oiler inside of which the fire is kept and with which boiler the water pipes that warm the rooms are connected. Hot air is also connected with this apparatus. The boiler had been considered suited for the work of the winter. To suspect that it was worn out and not to do anything towards replacing it by a new one or to have said, I will trust in God regarding it would be careless presumption but not faith in God. It would be the counterfeit of faith. Consider his comment there. He continues, The boiler is entirely surrounded by brickwork. Its state, therefore, could not be known without taking down the brickwork. This, if needless, would be rather injurious to the boiler than otherwise, and as for eight winters, we had had no difficulty in this way, we had not anticipated it now. But suddenly and most unexpectedly, at the commencement of the winter, this difficulty occurred. What then was to be done, he writes. For the children especially, the younger infants, I felt deeply concerned that they might not suffer through want of warmth. But how were we to obtain warmth? The introduction of a new boiler would, in all probability, take many weeks. The repairing of the boiler was a questionable matter on account of the greatness of the leak, but if not, nothing could be said of it till the brick chamber in which it is enclosed was at least in part removed. But that would at least as far as we could judge, take days. And what was to be done in the meantime to find warm rooms for 300 children? It naturally occurred to me to introduce temporary gas stoves, but on further weighing the matter, it was found that we should be unable to heat out very large rooms with gas, except we had many stoves which we could not introduce as we had not a sufficient quantity of gas to spare for our lighting apparatus. Moreover, for each of these stoves, we needed a small chimney to carry off the impure air. This mode of heating, therefore, though applicable to a hall, a staircase, or a shop, would not suit our purpose. I also thought of the temporary introduction of Arnott stoves, but they would have been unsuitable requiring long chimneys, as they would have been of a temporary kind, to go out of the windows. On this account, the uncertainty of their answering in our case 
and the disfigurement of the rooms led me to give up this plan also. But what was to be done? Gladly would I have paid a hundred pounds if thereby the difficulty could have been overcome and the children not be exposed to suffer for many days from being in cold rooms. At last I determined on falling entirely into the hands of God, who is very merciful and of tender compassion, and I decided on having the brick chamber opened to see the extent of the damage and whether the boiler might be repaired so as to carry us through the winter. The day was fixed when the workmen were to come, and all the necessary arrangements were made. The fire, of course, had to be let out while the repairs were going on. But now see... After the day was fixed for the repairs, a bleak north wind set in. It began to blow either on Thursday or Friday before the Wednesday afternoon when the fire was to be let out. Now came the first really cold weather, which we had in the beginning of that winter during the first days of December. What was to be done, he writes? The repairs could not be put off. I now ask the Lord for two things. Number one, that he would be pleased to change the north wind into a south wind and that he would give to the workmen a mind to work. For I remembered how much Nehemiah accomplished in 52 days while building the walls of Jerusalem because the people had a mind to work. Well, the memorable The memorable day came. The evening before, the bleak north wind blew still. But on the Wednesday, the south wind blew exactly as I had prayed. The weather was so mild that no fire was needed. The brickwork brickwork is removed. The leak is found out very soon. The boilermakers began to repair in good earnest. About half past eight in the evening, when I was going home, I was informed at the lodge that the acting principal of the firm, whence the boilermakers came, had arrived to see how the work was going on and whether he could in any way speed the matter. I went immediately, therefore, into the cellar to see him with the men to seek to expedite the business. In speaking to the principal of this, he said in their hearing, the men will work late this evening and come very early again tomorrow morning. We would rather, sir, said the leader, work all night. Then remembered I the second part of my prayer that God would give the men a mind to work. Thus it was. By the morning, the repair was accomplished. The leak was stopped. Though with great difficulty and within about 30 hours, the brickwork was up again and the fire in the boiler and all the time the south wind blew so mildly that there was not the least need of a fire. Hence, then is one of our difficulties which was overcome 
by prayer and faith. What a marvelous, marvelous story. And again, our, a tribute to our God who answers prayer. My friend, again, these uh, excerpts came from a book entitled Answers to Prayer by George Mueller. And um, trust that if you have opportunity to look this up, I personally have read this book in the last couple of months, and I remembered a number of these incidents and events that George Mueller pinned down. And what, again, what a blessing they are to read of the testimony of our God who sees and answers our prayers. I trust that uh, these things that we have read to you this morning uh, will help strengthen your faith concerning prayer. And again, the testimony of those from the past, those that gave their lives unto the Lord, has been a help to you today. Well, thanks for joining us here on Wheat Among the Tares. We're here every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Trust that you will pray for us, pray for the ministry here, and may the Lord bless you and have a wonderful day in the Lord.